Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me a coach that you have never heard of before that you just might need in your life, and she's here to tell you why you need her and what she can do for you. I have Katie Gaspari. Hi, Katie. Hi, Anika. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm feeling so honored and just so much gratitude for you inviting me on your podcast. Thank you. I am excited to learn from you today because I know many people who have similar journeys and some that may not be um, open to talk about it, which is the reason why I have this podcast, because none of us are going through things alone. At least we shouldn't be. There is never a time when there's something that we're facing that somebody else hasn't faced or that somebody else can't bring some type of insight and peace to what we're going through. So can you tell listeners who you are, what you do, and how you came about doing what you do? Absolutely. Um, so my name is Katie Gaspari. I am now owner of Energy and Soul. I call myself an evolutionary instigator. So I'm helping people, I'm instigating people to the next step of their evolution. What ends up happening is something happens during one of our phases of evolution and we get stuck and we stay there for most of our lives. So people are actually walking around this world as their 13 year old self. Um, and so I was walking around this world as like a toddler up until a couple of years ago. Um, five years ago, I was walking out of work. I was actually walking in the middle of two beautiful women, two teachers. I was a public school teacher. I taught special education. My passion was to help children who just needed me. So anyway, I'm leaving work five years ago. Um, we're walking in a safe zone because I lived in a very snowy area. It had been snowing every other day. And I was in the safe zone because my school building was notorious for sheets of ice falling off the building. So I was walking out of work in between two other individuals when a sheet of ice fell off a four-story slate roof building. It sounded like an avalanche and it hit the top of my head. And, and really, Anika, it was a wake-up call. I had been ignoring all of the warning signs in my life that I was sick and on my way to something worse. So well, how interesting that a wake-up call literally hit you upside your head. You'd <laughs> be like, God, could you do it another way, please? please. Exactly. I know I'm stubborn, but the, the block of ice could have just, you know, I could have taken it some other way, though. But, but you know, it's so relative to, to real life, isn't it? It's so relative. It's profound. So We okay, all I ignore the warning signs. <laughs> I digress. I'm telling you. Woo. So I could not... I could not, I could not ignore the warning signs You can't anymore. avoid that. <laughs> you, can't, you can't avoid what God has for you, right? No, you <laughs> so I, uh, I, I obviously suffered a severe traumatic brain injury, brain stem damage, whiplash, my eye got knocked out of place. Um, but unfortunately with concussions, most people don't really take it that seriously. No, they don't. They really you don't. don't see the damage in your head, so it's like an invisible mm -hmm. illness. Yeah. So for three and a half years, I was a walking insomniac. I didn't sleep. I went to 18 doctor's appointments a week. I tried every single medication 
I tried every single test the doctors were telling me to take. I went to the hospital and did an overnight sleep study just to be diagnosed with PTSD. I was stressed, depressed, suicidal. I had no energy. I didn't even know what sleep was. My pain was a 12 out of 10. The dizziness, the nausea, and the negative self-talk. I was in a really dark hole. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. And so my message is that you can be in the darkest of dark and pull yourself out and live your best life at any age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because sometimes it's literally a light bulb moment or a light switch. It's like, all right, you know, I was there. I was there for four years with fibromyalgia, degenerative disc disease, emphysema. My husband walked out on me. And it wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't like I didn't see it all coming. I knew that this temporary pain had to do something. It couldn't stay the way it was. Something either had to get better or worse, which what does that look like? You know, and, and, but people have to understand that you either have to shift, you have to be willing to shift, or you're just going to wait for rock bottom until you're forced to shift. And sometimes, you know, that's, that's scary, but it takes something extremely drastic and normally painful to shift us. And I, I really try to encourage people, and you know, as us as coaches, what we're trying to tell people is that you can make the choice to shift before it's made for you. Because normally when it's made for you, it doesn't feel good. And it, you, you would never believe that something good's gonna come out of it because you can only see the pain in it. And that's what most people are residing in is their pain. But they don't understand that their purpose is right there, but many people choose to ignore it, including me for a long time. I knew I was different and I knew there was something out there and I knew that getting up every day, I felt like I was living a facade, but it was like, what do you do and how do you do it? But I tell people, you have people like you who are here and can use your story for power because, you know, some people choose to look at an instance like yours and just, that's it. You know what I mean? Oh, I got hit in my head. Oh, I can't sleep. I mean, this is just what my life is going to be now. Yeah, and I mean, I had the doctor saying to me, well, you know, it's been three and a half years, it could be another five years, and my intuition kept saying, no, yep, no, they're half, and I kept saying, I just kept hearing, I think for the first time in my life, I listened to my intuition, it kept saying, no, you have to help people in your position, and I had no idea what the hell helping somebody in my position could look like, Exactly. because I'm in that dark spot, but one of the things that I've always not allowed myself to do was just to own it like I didn't want to own the disease I didn't want to own the anxiety I didn't want to own the depression I didn't want to own that I didn't want to own the medications I was on like now I work with women and they're like oh well, I'm on this medication I'm on this medication and I don't sleep it and it's like almost like it's socially acceptable yeah yep 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 yep, yep own yep. it yep yep and that's something that I've struggled with for a long time you know I started off as a mental health coach but nobody would hire me as a mental health coach. So I have evolved into 18 different titles because people don't want to talk about it. And you know, I came from being a therapist and I mean, I've been suffering from PTSD since I was a child, but nobody knew what it was. And so when I was 14, they, they gave me bipolar and all these other diagnoses, not realizing it was trauma. And so I went through all these years and saying, I'm not like these people on TV that are bipolar. Like, I'm not like that. Yeah, I may be anxious and I may be depressed, but, and I may have nightmares and I may be afraid of things, but that's not bipolar. And so it's interesting now because people are finally recognizing that trauma is paralyzing. 
And I tell people, it doesn't just come from war. That's the one thing that I, I push so much is that people think that it only comes from war. And I, I really used to get aggravated, which is ironic that I married a military man because my parents are veterans. And I used to get mad because there were all these services for veterans that had PTSD. And I'm like, but what about women? And what about all these other people who have these things that happen to them that they never understand that that's what that is. And they live their lives thinking that there's something wrong with them that doesn't have a name. Absolutely. I mean, I've suffered my whole life and I have irritable bowel syndrome and TMJ. Yes. And I got, it wound up, you know, with the fibromyalgia, I fought for 15 years and I'm like, okay, fibromyalgia is, that's one word that, that it can't, you know, magnify what I'm feeling. I'm like, you know, even explaining it to my husband, you know, he's like, well, you slept a lot. And I'm like, eight hours is not a lot. Somebody with fibromyalgia needs like 10, 12, you know what I mean? Like, you don't get it. It's, and it's trauma. It's, it's trauma. long time exposure to trauma. And it's the reality of how much can a body and a brain take. Right. And it can only take so much. And then that's when everything else starts to manifest. The anxiety, the racy thoughts, the suicidal thoughts, the depression, you know, binging on Netflix or Hallmark versus actually going out and feeling good about yourself and doing something. <laughs> my head, listeners, because, I mean, I, I, I could write it down for you. I mean, it's such the truth. And, you know, it's frustrating because, um, I literally had to get off of the support groups and stuff because I got to a point one time, I really started going to church. It's really what changed. And I really just started surrendering to God and was like, all right, God, like, listen, I clearly am not doing this right. So you just take the wheel. And when he took the wheel, everything changed. The way that I looked at my kids changed, the way that I looked at the sky changed, the way that I looked at my job changed, the way that I looked at people changed, everything changed. And, you know, I started loving myself. And, you know, it's interesting how one decision can change the game. And everybody's like, oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, listen, honey, this isn't luck, okay? It's years and years of pain. But the thing is, when you decide that it's a tool, then that's, that's the difference, you know? And, and, you know, it could be in an instance like yours, or it can be over long periods of just illness, you know, of just illness, illness. And I just had surgery and I didn't think, you know, I was like, okay, this is the brink of me making changes of whether my fibromyalgia manifests more or whether I can get control over it in the decisions that I make and the self-care. Because I've taught self-care for years, but that doesn't mean I do it. I know what you're supposed to do, but that doesn't make it easy to do, you know, and then you feel selfish. Yeah, uh, that's the word, selfish. If you if you take a twenty minute nap, you're selfish. Yep. You're lazy. If you sleep eight hours, you're lazy. Exactly. You're selfish. What's wrong yep. with you? Call me selfish, cause now I own it. I just I just call it owning my crazy. I'm gonna be as crazy as I want to be. I'm just owning me. Like I am unapologetically me. And I think. People, we have been so conditioned to just people please that it's like, I'm not people pleasing anymore. I'm going to tell you like it is. You don't have to suffer and take all of these medications and just feel bad for yourself every day. 
You can actually hire a mentor who's going to show you the right steps in the right order that they probably took themselves. Because just like you, Anika, we were in a really bad situation. Yep. But we turned it around by doing all the hard work and yep. fixing ourselves. That part, the hard work. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to do hard work. I told my, no. I told my husband last night, I said, I don't think I'm coaching anymore. Because I'm to the point now where I have always worked harder than somebody else. And the thing is, is that you can't have an expectation that somebody's going to fix you. You can't hire somebody thinking that they're going to fix you. You have to fix you. What we're doing is giving you the tools and tasks to put it in order so you don't duplicate it like we did and do it the hard way. And I used to tell people that my life was Groundhog Day because (laughs) things would happen. And it was almost on a cycle of like every 18 months this happened or trauma happened or, you know, I was homeless or I got sick or I had a flare up. Like it was almost on a calendar like Groundhog Day. And I was like, relationships, you know, turmoil, kids acting crazy. You know, I was just like, this is on a cycle. And I'm like, I can't anymore. It was predictable. Yeah. And I, I realized that I was the, 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 the head of it. And it was my mindset. And it was the exposure. And it was the access that I gave people to me. It was all of these things that I actually did have control over, but I didn't see it that way. Yeah, we're creating our experience in the world and most of us get stuck in this pattern like you're speaking of and we just keep creating the same experiences but in order to create something new and better like you mentioned earlier i really got in touch with god and spirituality i just kept i kept talking to the birds i kept talking to god and finally i started seeing things differently like oh my god these trees are actually really beautiful the sky is so blue I was sitting my truck broke down and I'm sitting in the truck as my husband's trying to fix it and I'm working on my phone and I look up and I'm like this tree is yellow and I'm like this is call me sick call me whatever but you know I appreciate the little things because I lived in Florida for 20 years there are no colors and I (laughs) you know what I mean And it's like, you know, the little things that don't matter to people in the hustle and bustle of everyday life anymore, I appreciate the small things. Like, I will sit in the living room with nothing on and just sit. I will put my feet up now. Like, I will take a long shower and not care who's calling my name. Like, I I have gotten to a point of gratitude. And when you have that word, it changes everything. And I also am learning the word no. Ah, love that word. I love that two-letter word now. I used to be always a yes man. Like, you know, you find yourself filling your calendar with everybody else and you're getting more and more angry that you're filling your calendar but you keep filling it. Now I'm like, nope, my calendar's empty and I'm still not available. (laughs) Yesterday I told somebody, somebody made a plan for me and I was like, listen, don't make plans for me. My time is mine. Like, I've bent over backwards for 37 years. I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm so proud to say it. You can call me whatever you want. I don't have to. I'm like, listen, nana to boo-boo. It doesn't bother me anymore. Your judgment of yourself, aka uh, when, you know, when somebody's judging you, they're really judging themselves. Like, that doesn't bother me anymore. Yes. It doesn't bother me anymore. And I really feel like we have been so conditioned to be lazy and take medication and listen to the doctor and, and go for the test. But like, really gratitude brings you everything you want 
just being grateful for the day. And you know, what I realized was I was never grateful for my health. When was the last time any listener right now is like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that I can actually breathe or bend over or drive or leave or I have a shelter. It was like, the things, like, for me, like, my eyes were in so much pain. It took them a long time to figure out that I have binocular vision dysfunction because it's so not really known about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, so your eye gets knocked out of place. I suffered for so long that finally when I wasn't suffering anymore, you know, I was like, wait, I was never even grateful for my eyes. Exactly. I never even was so thankful that I could see the beautiful colors. and. Yep. And see myself in the mirror. You know, most of us are looking in the mirror, we're just hating on ourselves. But like, how grateful that you can actually see. And that's when I think your world really does start to open up. You start to see that like, hey, I'm no different than Anika and Katie. I can do this too. I can make the changes that last. I'm going to hire the person who's going to keep me accountable, who's going to hold that support because it's easy to fall off track. But to make those long-lasting changes so you're fully showing up in this world as somebody who's just, you know, I go out and people are like, you're so nice. You have such good energy. Like, they just love being around me. And it's because I'm doing all the dirty work on myself. I'm yeah. up-leveling myself. Yep. So when I'm out in the world, I could be my best self. Yep. And, and I feel like, yeah, go ahead. It projects on others. And I mean, you know, people have always said, you know, Nika, people are just drawn to you. And before I knew who I was meant to be, it was that way. But I used to ask myself, why am I that person that people come yes. to anything? I was like, why do people, do I have a sign on my forehead? Like, what is it that you asked me the question that you wouldn't ask anybody else? I was like, come tell me your deepest, darkest secret, although I've never talked to you. Exactly. And, and I'm going to store, and I mean, I don't mind talking to strangers. That's just who I am. But like, sometimes people come to me and I'm like, is there like a halo or something? Did somebody send you to me? You know, yeah. and, but it's, it's such a blessing to be that person. Like people tell me all the time, you need to water down or you need to, you know, uh, have more boundaries. And I'm like, sometimes yes, but sometimes no, because certain people have an assignment on their lives. And when you align with that person, mm, mm, mm. The, I mean, the sky's the limit. And that's that's the one thing that I wish listeners would really understand is that it's not that everybody's out here to coach or do anything to get rich. It's a matter of pulling people up because a lot of us, if we would have just had that one person who wasn't there to tell us, you know, like I know more than you, it's not that kind of thing. It's being able to show you how to turn it around and just literally use it as a stepping stone. And, you know, a lot of us have spent many years, you know, I spent 20 years working in corporate, you know, trying to prove who I was. And it wasn't even a a scholastic thing. It wasn't anything. It was just knowing that I was assigned to do something different. And I didn't realize people were threatened by it. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand why, but it was because I was just different, you know? But what I want listeners to understand that it's okay to be different. Don't let everybody dumb you down. I love it. You know, people are like, oh, you're so quirky. Oh, you'll just cut your hair off. You'll just do anything. And I'm like, that's power. Because the day that I don't care about what somebody else thinks about what decision I make, power. Absolutely. Power. And it took so many years to have that power to just do something and be okay and to endorse ourselves. 
Oh yeah, and when I remember when I told my friends I was becoming a health coach, they're like, but but no, let me help you find what you really meant to do. No, like let me no, what do you mean? Let me help you go back into special education teaching. Like, no, really, like, you know, I'm like, no, like I am never going back. I won't go back. And I'm gonna fully embrace this. And it's different and it's out of the norm, and I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. But that's life. You don't, you wait, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if that sheet of ice is going to hit you tomorrow. You just, man, you just really have to just take, take chances and take that risk and try something different. Katie, if I wind up in a snowy area in the next six months, I'm calling you because now I am going to forever be afraid of ice. I'm like, forever afraid. I'm forever. Man. <laughs> and you know, PTSD, like it's taken me a while just to even be okay with sound because hearing that avalanche fall and then it, it fell on me and hearing everybody screaming bloody murder, you know, I have to keep reminding myself a noise is just a noise. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's real. And we have to combat the stress for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Even now, Anika, you know, part of my message is that I spent my whole life savings. I spent my pension. I spent my stock. I spent every single penny I kept earning to heal myself. And now I have no money at all because all I do is pay off the medical debt. But mm -hmm. if I had just been told by somebody, hey, what if there was a different way to get what you want without having to do 18 doctor's appointments a week? Mm -hmm. I wish somebody had found me and told me that earlier because I would have signed up mm -hmm. because I tried. And it's like Groundhog Day. You try, you pop mm -hmm. the medications. Yep. You're sick again. You pop them again. You lay down. You don't watch TV. You have no friends. And then you go in public and people look at you and you don't look sick. So they say, you look great. You sound? Oh my gosh. You look great. I know it, right? Like, it but I feel like shit. So thanks a lot. But, um, yeah. So, and even now today, like I have no problem telling people like, you know, I really have a migraine today. Like, sorry. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm glad I look great. And that's part of my message as well for women. You could be any size and you could be unhealthy. You could be any size and you can be healthy. Yep. It's not about being skinny and looking perfect. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. And that's also my message because I was judged because I was skinny and pretty and smart. People automatically assumed I wasn't sick and suffering. Yep. That you got it made. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't have it made. If I hate myself when I look in the mirror, I don't have it made. Nope. And it's like being smart. You know, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Everybody likes to determine what you have. But it's not based on that. It's what you think. Right. And so part of the toxins in our environment is really those, you know, those thoughts that you're thinking about yourself. Are you thinking positively about yourself? Or are you thinking ne negatively and like you and your transformation at the end of my transformation, I was like, holy shit, I love myself. First time ever. I'm 30 years old and I finally love myself. I'm like, hey, where you been all my life? R right? Like, oh, I love, it. <laughs> I, love I love who I am. There is one part about you that you have not mentioned yet. Can you tell listeners what that is? One part about me I have Mm-hmm. There's one specific issue that you had. One specific issue. Was it my addiction to sugar? What, what? 
Infertility coach. Uh, <laughs> so I've actually been kind of like you, Anika. I really tried to help people who were suffering with anxiety and stress, and they didn't want to hire me. I look, and that's why you can use the health coaching. But I, I want to to shed light on this because even just where I am now, I've met so many people um, where I live that have so many infertility issues, and I had never met anybody like this before. Um, probably because I had closed off and isolated for so many years. But now that I'm around people, um, I've really met a lot of people struggling with this. So when I saw you pop up, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. So I want to shine light on it. But what's interesting about this is that where I move, there's a lot of infertility issues, but there's also a lot of twins. They're all around me. And then I moved here and within three months, I uh, had to have a hysterectomy. So while everybody is, is having infertility and announcing, um, you know, pregnancies, I go into the ER and I'm told I have to have pretty much an emergency hysterectomy. So I have gone through a lot in the last four months. This week, yesterday makes six weeks that uh, from my surgery. So it's been a real big um, adjustment because a lot of people don't understand. I have three kids, but that doesn't change the fact that my choice was taken away, you know, but even it made me also feel selfish because I was at a, a women's conference with a bunch of women that some of them were facing infertility. And I was like, I wish I could give you mine, you know, like I wish, but, <laughs> you know, but the thing is, um, it's one of those things that I really want people to talk about because yeah. everything that you mentioned affects your fertility. And what people do not understand is that all of this stuff goes together. They sit Everything. and they dig and they pay for answers. And what they're not realizing is that the stuff that we're preaching is exactly what they need. Not some secret pill, not some this, not some that, not medication, which some people they have to. But what I'm saying is small changes, small sacrifices can have a really big result. So oh, yeah. Small changes. Uh, you know, just that 1% every day towards, in, towards fertility. And so I became an infertility coach because I was getting pissed off. I was having friends around me suffering with infertility in their 20s. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? You're mm -hmm. 26 years old. You're 28 years old. You're infertile. What the? Wait, wait, what? You've been trying to, you've only been having sex for six months and the doctor's already saying IVF. So I was actually drawn wow. to this. Yeah, six months. So you must do IVF. I mean, treatments on your body is, I mean, I went through so many treatments on my body where I destroyed my body. So yeah, yeah IVF is great because it's offering some glimmer of hope, but it destroys your body and destroys your mind. So I actually got into infertility because I was pissed off. Mm -hmm. And so then I started to study under the uh, fertility specialist, a doctor, because I was like, what is going on that women yeah. are not getting pregnant? Why are we not getting pregnant? And it is the same exact reasons why yep. I was not healing from my traumatic brain injury. Exactly. It's the food you're eating. Yep. It's the lifestyle you're living. Yep. Are you stressed out? I mean, I hear from people, well, it's my DNA. Well, let me tell you, genomics is a thing. And that's your lifestyle that ticks on your DNA. And then it turns it on. Then it turns the genetic disease on. Now you're insulin resistant. So, so much of becoming an infertility coach, navigating people to conceive naturally yep. without having to resort to invasive treatments is because I was annoyed. I was annoyed at hearing people going for IVF 
who haven't even tried for a year or, is, you know, the doctor's like, me. oh, you have good health insurance, so it'll cover it. It's the same thing with the hysterectomies that I have found. So, you know, in getting my hysterectomy, I have now started joining hysterectomy groups. And even, you know, when I walked into the doctor's office, he didn't question it. He was like, you need to get one. The only reason why I went through with it is because I've had blood clots. I've had PEs, so I can't do hormonal treatments. And so I knew my own health before letting them make the decision. I knew what I could and couldn't do, but I paid attention to the way it was delivered to me and how they said it. And what's interesting is that I'm watching women be taken advantage of from the hysterectomy standpoint and the IVF standpoint, because this is a way to make money. And it's like, how are we being robbed? You know what I mean? Pimped, whatever you want to call it, because we are being told on the most emotional levels of our lives, our fertility, you know, you're messing with us. And, you know, I also look at what, what I've now could see, you know, I go on rabbit holes. So now that I've had the hysterectomy, it's making me really question how many women really need hysterectomies. And not only that, why do we have so many fibroids and all these issues? What is going on? Because I have seen fibroids the size of cantaloupes all of a sudden. These women are having tumors and some women are dying from them. So what is it in our food, in our lives, the stressing us out and anxiety and all this stuff that is causing us all of this? Because this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we've grown up on the food pyramid. So we believe that eating like um, all of these carbs and all these processed foods is healthy for us, but it's actually what's destroying our bodies. It's wreaking inflammation. So that the one. inflammation that in our one. body is high. Yes. The stress is causing more inflammation. So when I'm working with clients to kind of deconstruct why they're not conceiving, mm -hmm. the first thing we look at is stress and food. How but are you managing your stress? People don't understand the word stress. And that's why I always have people break it down on the show because, you know, people take a lot of words for granted. You know, a lot of people say self-care, but some people really don't know what that means. When you say stress, let's break that down to what does stress really mean? What does it look like? Yeah. So I'll tell you what stress looks like for me. I would go from happy to screaming, angry, mad. I would go from happy to crying and bawling my eyes out. Stress can also look like a lot of extra weight in the mid zone. So stress will go right to the belly and the hips and the thighs. And that's actually the most dangerous part of your body to get fat, but it's actually stress. That is the cortisol sitting there. Um, stress problems, IBS. Yeah, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, autoimmune diseases, um, you know, any, you know, insulin resistance. I hear a lot of women who are trying to conceive, well, I'm insulin resistant. Well, guess what, honey? You didn't get that way overnight, Should but you can undo that. That's but right. the doctors are not telling. This is what's annoying. Like they're hijacking our minds and saying, okay, well, you haven't gotten pregnant. It's been like three months, right? So like, here's some injections and here's some medications and like, let's get you ovulating. Oh no, now you can't ovulate. Duh. So like, now we're going to get you going here. And, and we've been hijacked to think that we just need to, start to keep shelling out our life savings. Like I did. I just kept shelling out money and I was still getting the same friggin' results. So if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you actually want to conceive naturally, then you've got to look at your lifestyle. And being healthy, Anika, isn't working out and eating healthy food. Mm -mm. That is only 40%. I was about to say that's a piece. That's 
some small piece to a large puzzle, but we've been hijacked to think, well, I work out and I eat healthy, so I'm healthy. So why aren't I conceiving? Oh, I'm not conceiving, but I'm healthy. But like, actually, you're stressed through the roof. Yep. You won't shut up. You won't stop crying. You're yelling at your husband. You hate, you hate your lover. You know, like a lot of couples, they like turn on each other. Mm -hmm. So it takes a, and so stress is like, could be anything. It could be no energy. It could be, um, you know, restless nights, losing lots of sleep, all things that we need to be fertile. I, mean, I think stress, it's also control. It's trying to have control over things that you don't have control over. It's yeah. being able to control what you can and let go of what you can't. And it starts off, like you said, with, um, with uh, eating and uh, working out, but also sleeping. The one thing that I almost wanted to knock out my rheumatologist the first time I ever went because <laughs> I had a newborn child and she's like, you have fibromyalgia because you're not sleeping. I was looking at her like, lady, like, I came here for you to tell me that I need sleep and that my disease will go away. And it's funny because um, last year I started going to bed at nine o'clock and I realized that my life was changing. And it was because I was finally having undisturbed sleep, but I was making sleep a priority. Mm. And, and it really changed my pain levels. It changed my attitude. It changed a lot of things. And so I say that to say, when you say it's not just working out and eating right, it's making things a priority and also scheduling and making a routine because I mean, food prepping makes a big difference be because you're then able to plan what you're going to eat instead of just being impulsive, you know, or, you know, that impulsivity, which I'm, I love to be spontaneous. I cannot stand to plan, but I will admit that it can be good sometimes. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging this. I will never say it again, but it is the truth. It's that when we put these things in place, it makes a big difference. And it can be this small, because I hate swallowing pills. So whenever they're like, oh, I was vitamin D deficient, so bad that I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed. And everybody's like, you live in Florida. How are you vitamin D deficient? And so we really need to pay attention to what changes we can make naturally, as you said, as opposed to, you know, doing it differently. Yeah, and then doing it differently takes you on such an emotional and physical roller coaster that is it really worth it? Would you, what if infertility was a messenger for you to step into living your best life and being truly happy with yourself and the world? And then guess what? Everything is going to open up for you. You're going to conceive naturally like this. And it's going to be more than just a baby, it's going to change your life in a way that you otherwise would have never done. Could say that. Right. And think of it this way. If you're stressed out and not conceiving and then you finally go for IVF and you have that miracle IVF where it works the first time, which it doesn't always work the first time, you're still stressed out. Guess what your baby, guess what's happening to your baby in your, in, in utero? Your baby's stressed out. So you're having an unhealthy. And when I'm working with clients and I just finished studying all about neurotransmitters and birthrights and realizing that holy crap we are forming behaviors beliefs and identities in utero so when your child is in your belly growing it's forming behaviors beliefs and identities so mom is stressed out baby's stressed out yep it's no different than having a, a crack addicted child you no, know baby will be born unhealthy i mean if you cry your whole pregnancy i mean my, my three children are different because my pregnancies were different 
And you know, it's, it's really interesting because a lot of people, they don't want to talk about these things, but it is the reality. And the one thing I can say about having a coach that's different is, is that that accountability is there because you can't just, you know, disregard or let go. But you can also be honest because there will be challenges where you're like, I'm doing this and I'm not getting the result. But you can say, no, because you're doing it like this. We got to do it like this, you know, and a lot of people don't get what what is important. But I'll tell you, one of the things that changed my life was having people that saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm -hmm. And that's something that a coach can do that you can't do on your own. I always say that I'm going to hold the vision for you. I had somebody believe for me that I was going to heal and now I'm going to believe it for you because sometimes as much as you want to believe it, it's hard, especially when you have all of these obstacles and challenges and judgments going on, right? You're living in society. Mm -hmm. So the coach, as the coach, I love holding that vision. Like I truly believe that you can kick this habit so you can truly conceive. And maybe when you come to that session, you don't believe it, but I'm believing it. For you and I know it for you and that's really powerful in the universe that as you know I'm holding that vision the coach is holding the vision and the client will step into that and fully start holding it for themselves but until they can until you start seeing you know whatever result you start seeing little things yeah. falling together then you can start to hold it for yourself but that's not gonna happen overnight mm-hmm. you didn't become infertile overnight you didn't mm-hmm develop like I didn't develop PTSD like overnight it's something that just happened with time and the thing so. is, you can get it in so many I have it from so many different things and so I have realized and I had to explain to my husband this is something conversations that need to be had in marriages and stuff that it, it leads you to have to have certain things a certain way and it's okay because you find positive ways to cope with these things it's not a it's not a bad thing to have to be different to have to i tell people all the time you know you have weighted blankets for kids we have stuffed mm-hmm. animals it's okay to need something extra to feel good it, it's just a matter of being able to identify what it is and what makes you feel safe that's okay and it takes time but you got to have the right people on your side it's trial and error and as long as you're okay with that like think about this People would go to the doctor and try a medication. It won't work, and we'll try the next one. Let me tell you something. We keep talking about medication. Cymbalta, like, I swear I want to do a project and just plaster it all over the place. The way that you can feel from a medication and then the effect it has on you long term and even withdrawing from these medications, Mm -hmm. I was a drug counselor when I was on it. And I was like, okay, I need to switch seats because this is just not okay. I mean, it's horrible. And the one thing that pushes me to make change now is to not ever have to be on medication again. Me too. From blood thinners to pain management. Because I've been given pain management referrals I don't know how many times. You know, I've been offered to get injections and I've never taken it because it takes one time to get addicted. And not only that, I believed that there was other ways to get the pain gone and I didn't necessarily do it. I just tolerated the pain, but that will make you crazy. And yeah, I just tolerated the pain too, but that will make you happy. (laughs) It it makes you not a nice person. Not at all. (laughs) But don't listen to what we did. Don't Don't do it. We're like the fourth grader trying to tell the third grader not to do what we did. You don't need to spend your whole life savings healing 
you can just invest in yourself. And this holiday season, wouldn't it be amazing if the best investment you made was for yourself? Or, or the present that you give somebody is their health. Yeah. And, and like we're talking about medications that made us feel awful, what do you think it's going to do to your body in 40 years if you're continuing that? I worry about that. And see, I wonder if I'm the only person that thinks that hard. But I, I think about long-term effects because I've seen it in other people, you know? I've seen the effects of lithium after 20 years. Ooh. Yeah, I used to teach in a room with people that were on these drugs for long times and they pled insanity, you know? Yeah. And I used to have to go into the prison and teach this. And there, some of them are comatose. Brains are fried, you know? I wondered why God made me have that job. And now I know it was so that I could see the other side. And that's why I tell people there's, there's so many other ways and it's not easy, but it's, it's a decision. You know, if you really want something you you'll do that. You'll, you will do what you need to do to get to the other side. Every day you wake up, you have that choice. Can it be a good day or is it going to be a bad day? And that's your decision and your world could be crumbling, but it could still be a really good day. And I wake up now with a decision that I'm not going to let anybody steal my joy because mm. people try. And as oh, you yeah. on the right road, more people try. And, you know, I was talking to somebody this morning and I was like, we're not celebrities, but sometimes I, I, I could totally see how normal people can be like paparazzi because it's like when you have a positive mindset, negativity is like a boomerang. I throw it back because it's not, it's not puncturing this no more. I, I gave it all the time and attention I'm giving it and it, it has no place anymore. So, you know, and, and it's, it takes time to get to that place, but it's funny for me because I feel like it took a long time, but it was one day. It was just one day when I was like, no more. I've had it. I'm done. I'm doing something different. This is it. Yep. So, um, can you tell listeners how to find you? Sure. Um, you can, Email me at katie at energy, the letter N, soul.com, energy, the letter N, soul.com, or you can visit my website, www.energy, the letter N, soul.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Katie Gaspari, G as in girl, A-S, P as in Peter, A-R-R-I, or Instagram, energy, the letter N, soul, uh, Twitter, energy, N, soul. Um, so yeah, just... I'm on this mission to help women conceive naturally. I have a large Facebook group, Conceive Naturally Without Stress, because stress is the antonym to fertility. <laughs> yes, it is. It really is. Well, I want to thank you for being here. I had more than fun, maybe a little too much on this, uh, on this episode, but it's, it's a breath of fresh air to see somebody with a story. And um, it's so important what you're doing. I want to thank you. I also would love to have you on a PTSD panel coming up. So sure. I, I'm having panels now once a week and I really want to start sparking these conversations that we need to have. And I think it's about time. So um, I would love to have you back. And also if you have any upcoming projects, come back and tell us about it. Absolutely, Anika, thank you. I'm so grateful that I met you and you just offered for me to come on your podcast. I feel like more than gratitude. I woke up this morning I'm like, I'm gonna be on a podcast. <laughs> your greatest challenge is your greatest gift and if i can spread my gift of transformation that's just that's, this just made my day like i feel so much I, my bucket is so full it's 
un incredible. Like, so thank you so much for having me on. I'd love to come on in the future and talk about some projects and, and talk about PTSD. I've been suffering my whole life, but I'm not suffering no more. <laughs> that's, that's, I love it. I love it. It doesn't have me anymore. No, it doesn't. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And listeners, thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson. Stay powerful. Wow.